back in the matrix. You gotta find your own way out. Cause I won't waste another day. Live in someone else's way. I wanna be happy. I wanna be free. Well, fuck what they say. I'm doing me. Welcome to the Armageddon Retrospect Podcast Christmas Special. Cheers, sis. Cheers. Cheers, you bunch of fucking heathens. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> that is right. I am here with my sister Shannon. Hello. Maybe you've heard the episode with her we did whew, almost a year ago, huh? Yeah. Back together so. again for the holidays. Yeah. Reunited. It's exciting. Yep. This would be Christmas number three for me. Yes. You have a little bit more time uh, doing the devil's work yes. <laughs> than I do. <laughs> I escaped much sooner. <laughs> you escaped much sooner. <laughs> but here we are. We did a little bit of an early Christmas celebration, but we're just keeping it rolling pretty much through New Year's, I think. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, yeah, awesome. Well, I thought it might be interesting just to talk about uh, kind of that transitional period. We know uh, Jehovah's Witnesses... Uh, it's not that they're opposed to having fun. <laughs> However, all the celebrations are taken off the table. You know, all the fun celebrations just right. not happening. They'll do their uh, get-togethers, as they're called, and play Bible charades and whatnot. Right. However, uh, yeah, no holidays. And I thought it might just be interesting to talk for a few minutes about the when you leave uh kind of your expectations going into the holidays what you're expecting what they're actually like uh our feelings about them and just kind of going through that. i know if you talk to ex jehovah's witnesses it's really just a, a broad range of responses some mm -hmm. uh just feel no no connection to the holidays just because they didn't have it in their childhood they're not really that interested other people go all in um so there's just a range of responses yep. we'll talk about ours maybe you had a different experience if so cool great tell us about it in the comment section or don't just stay out of the comment section youtube because <laughs> it's a fucking cesspool all right anyways <laughs> okay so so yeah as we already mentioned you left uh much earlier age than i did yes okay so Let's let's walk through this together a little bit. What was the, upon leaving, what was kind of the first holiday or set of holidays to come up? How did you feel about it? It was Christmas. Christmas. And um, I guess I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, because it wasn't even like we watched any movies about <laughs> it growing up. So you just the stuff you heard from school and your friends. Um, and... I realized that I had no idea how to wrap gifts. <laughs> so that was my first my first handicap. Wait, we're supposed so to wrap was, them? Right? Fuck. Well, we got them all year long, so yeah. I don't know. Oh, all year long. All right, all right. Um, every day is Christmas. Every day, yeah. <laughs> For sure. The gifts keep coming. Um, yeah, so I guess I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't really have any expectations. But... Um, so the first Christmas that I spent was with actually with Aunt Kathy and Uncle George. Mm. So okay. 
Um, that would be our uncle who, uh, just for those who don't know, uh, we had an uncle who, one was disfellowshipped. The other one just slid out the back door without being disfellowshipped. Yeah, he did the fade. Yeah. Um, Moved away. Wait, that's a whole other episode because I obviously was a kid when he passed away. So I yeah. never had the chance to talk to him about his thoughts on the religion at all. But, okay, so he, it was Uncle George. Yep. yep. Aunt Kathy. Okay. So, um, actually, when I left, uh, they had made the offer to me that if I ever needed a place to go, I would co- could call them. And that was what happened. That's how I ended up in Green Bay. Um, so, yeah, my first Christmas was with them. And, um, yeah, it was. they made it special. We mm-hmm. had a Christmas tree, and we decorated, and they did all the traditional things with me, which was my first time. Um but it was also very awkward because we're not used to getting <laughs> gifts like that and you feel very put on the spot mm-hmm. and I it was awkward. <laughs> right, right. Um, but it was fun and I definitely got hooked because I'm definitely one of those people who went all in on Christmas. <laughs> I love Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I make it a whole day affair. We mm-hmm. play games and there's door prizes and it's I love giving presents. That's the best for me. If I never got one, I'm, I prefer that. But I love giving Christmas, and I love how people. It seems this time of year are more generous and mm-hmm. um, kind. Not always, but for the most part, everyone's happier and stressed out. Of course, too. Of course, yeah. And in a hurry, but in general, people, you know are happier and they're looking forward to spending time with their family and their kids and Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's very cool yeah yeah i think there's uh watchtower sometimes slides in a grain of truth in their articles you know in this case we're talking about christmas where they talk about how some people can be materialistic or it's stressful for people and people are giving gifts out of obligation it's not that those things never happen but it's really just, <laughs> they're just painting with a very broad brush. Right. And what you're saying is very true. Actually, I was a bit of a Grinch. <laughs> Joe's witness Grinch when it came to Christmas. Ah, since I heard Christmas music, ah, oh, fuck, Christmas music already, fuck. And, then, you know, and I would just dread Christmas. Stores are busy and just, ah, oh, so I went full in on the, the Joe's witness narrative. And it's amazing when I step back. And you see all those acts of kindness, mm-hmm. uh, just little things, I think, that are really beautiful. Uh, in my case, going into a coffee shop, ordering a coffee, going to pay for it, and just having the breeze to say, hey, it's Christmas, it's on us. Yeah. You know, those little things are just, uh, yeah, you could you know, say, well, why isn't it like that year round? Well, because people can't afford it. <laughs> but but it's beautiful why not like make a nice season out of it days are short it's dark out we need something (laughs) you know right like light up a tree give people some stuff yeah let's uh, have fun with it interesting boy we're gonna have a whole conversation about uncle george yeah i can't believe we haven't talked about this Uh, i was just thinking about this last Mm -hmm. week okay but anyways (laughs) so that was you would have been how old right around that time? Um, I had just turned 18. Just turned 18, right. Like a few months before that. Okay. All right, great. Hmm. Yeah, so there... I th- boy, 
Okay. So there's that always that initial phase of it seems weird that people wrap gifts and give them to you. Right. Awkward. <laughs> it's awkward, yeah. And then everyone watches you like open it like for your to see your expression and you're not used to having that attention because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be humble and you're <laughs> right. not supposed to call attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. But, everyone, but, you know, I think that in general, people put a lot of thought into what they give you mm-hmm. and it's special. And just seeing that expression on your face is what makes them happy. Mm-hmm. At least for me, that's yeah. what it is, you know, trying to pick out that perfect thing that someone's going to open and be like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think that, well, if you are married, Jehovah's Witness, it ends up just being your anniversary, and you get all excited about it, and you build up all this anticipation and looking for gifts, and just to think, well, we could do this, and we could do this with our family (laughs) on other occasions, and it would be amazing. (laughs) Again, they always kind of tout the story about well, you can do this year round. You can give gifts just whenever. You don't need a day. But that you know, I don't know. It's like, it's to me. Let me use a bad example. It's like, you know, if the doctor just said you show up whenever you want, versus you having an appointment on a certain day, you're just not going to show up at the doctor's unless you actually make an appointment, right. <laughs> an appointment, and go there. It just it's going to keep slipping your mind. I just I feel like the holidays. You know, you have a day set aside where, hey, we're going to exchange gifts. And I think your attitude about it is the best attitude where you just want to give somebody joy. Right. You know, give something thoughtful to them. And I think that's really, in my mind, what it's it's about. Just getting together with friends, family, enjoying the time. Agreed, yeah. Yeah. So that was your... First holiday, Christmas, yep. New Year's. Did you go out and get hosed after that? No, what? I didn't. I was did not get hosed after that. I really didn't know a lot of people here yeah. at that point, but <laughs> I do think I'm trying to think. I feel like Aunt Kathy and Uncle George, like we did something. Yeah, I don't. We might have gone to like a country bar and went line dancing or something, <laughs> which seemed weird. But I feel like I remember doing that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So New Year's came around. <laughs> yep. Let's think. Um, and then, boy, I didn't, I didn't know all the holidays. Valentine's probably wasn't a big mm, deal yet no. at all. Mm-mm. Okay. Let's skip forward. We have Easter. Yep. Anything for Easter? That was a big deal. Um, well, Aunt Kathy went to church, mm-hmm. and Uncle George and I, of course, dug our heels, and we didn't really want to go. <laughs> but sometimes we did that to make her happy, and then we'd have a nice meal. and. Yeah. Um, so that was nice but um yeah definitely i feel like christmas was the bigger one bigger one right yeah okay and yeah, we don't have to go through all of them I, the, the thanksgiving we you know i saw a bunch of posts about this this year is Jehovah's witnesses celebrate thanksgiving and they just rationalize around it they right. typically they invite all their friends and cook a turkey and they're like well the turkey's on sale <laughs> where else i had no other choice <laughs> what was i gonna do <laughs> and they made it with all the traditional all food the too <laughs> the stuffing the fucking yams the whole the mashed potatoes the whole nine yards <laughs> the mashed potatoes everything you know 30 people at the house everyone talking about how it's not thanksgiving yeah uh, so that to me like thanksgiving was 
not a transition at all for me um i feel really shafted though out of halloween like (laughs) trick-or-treating as a kid would have been amazing yes yeah yeah i still have yet to trick-or-treat I haven't done it. People just told me it'd be kind of weird if I just showed up as a 40-year-old man by myself. Well, that's what happens when you have kids and you dress them up and then you dress up. You don't actually go trick-or-treating yourself, but I lived vicariously through my daughter. I'd be like, let's get dressed up and go to the boozoo and trick-or-treat. We're going to wear matching costumes. We're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Now looking back, she's probably like, really, Mom? But I feel like we missed out on all of that. I've dressed up and gone to the bar, and then I'll, I'll... you know, my friends are going, hey, can I buy your kids for the night? <laughs> and most of them are like, well, it's kind of weird. <laughs> exactly. like, I'm not, I, it's, a, it's a lose-lose here. It's like either I'm asking someone to borrow their kids or I'm showing up as a <laughs> seven-foot-tall man <laughs> with a gray, like, kind of graying beard. I'm here for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't. Uh, this year I did get to hand out some candy yeah. to trick-or-treaters. Super fun. That uh, came by the place. So that was that was fun. Uh there was about you know thirty seven pounds left over candy I I ate. <laughs> <laughs> we got to sample it, make sure it's okay. Yeah, yeah. quality control. Yeah, <laughs> I was I only put drugs in the candy for myself, <laughs> not for the kids. Don't That's worry. A special candy. <laughs> special candy. Great, great. Yeah, I think. Oh, I mean, I've I've talked about birthdays on the podcast before, but that's another one. It's, it's uh, you being there you threw me my first birthday party yeah and i just remembered when people started singing happy birthday just how awkward i felt I, that might happen to everybody even if they've celebrated birthdays their whole life but boy did i feel weird everyone looking at me and singing Ooh, i know was, you feel like <laughs> very put on the spot yeah yeah that was a bit of a transition for me i think that was a little bit tougher even than than christmas mm-hmm. which we also did in my first christmas together yep we did so we've had a lot of firsts together i think that is um cool when you leave the organization and you get to experience things for the first time you know i I think it's just uh because there's a lot of loss when you leave obviously but when you start to make new friends or reconnect in our case with with family that you thought was lost forever it's uh a really cool experience and we still have, uh, I think we have a first coming up that's not a holiday, but we're going to try to do my first trip. Uh, well, it's technically my second trip to a casino, but it'll be my right. first trip yes. to a casino to gamble. Right. <laughs> I, won't, I won't talk about the first trip to the casino. <laughs> we're actually going to gamble this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did spend two hours in the casino. No buffet or gambling. Figure that one out on your own. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that would be like another first. Just not that I have like a big interest in gambling, but I think it's fun. Just you're like, okay, all these things that all these doors were closed to me, they're opened up. I just like to at least go and experience it, see what it is, and see what it's like. It's uh, again very fun. I think um, you know, you talk to the Jehovah's Witnesses or ex Jehovah's Witnesses this time of year. I understand there's a lot of people that uh have don't have their family in their lives um they've lost them or they're not with them but i feel like uh with a little bit of time or energy you start to when you start to build those build relationships back into your life 
I won't say they fill those gaps because your family's your family, but you, you I, sur- yeah, go ahead. yeah. I feel like you, you find people who accept you for who you are mm-hmm. without there being judgment mm-hmm. or you have to act a certain way or and you start to pick your family instead of having the family that you were born into mm-hmm. i mean i feel like there is a difference no matter what you always love your family mm-hmm. but i do feel like there are people that come into your life for a reason mm-hmm. and i feel like as you go through life there are those people that you instantly connect with and they're meant to be in our path for a reason. And I do feel like as you you appreciate those people more, being a Jehovah Witness and losing everyone, mm-hmm. you really cherish finding those people that you can count on like that, that you think of family. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, um, when I, you know, every once in a while there would be times when people were busy doing other things but i always knew that one of my friends would step up and be like hey you're not gonna be alone for the holidays come with us Mm -hmm. there's always room at our table there's Mm -hmm. always we used to have a misfits thanksgiving every year yeah where whoever didn't have a place to go Mm. there was always room at the table oh that's a great idea Yeah, yeah and it was it was really nice to know that no matter what i had a spot you know mm-hmm Yes, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I've I felt the same way when uh, I've had certain friends in my life that know my situation, and they're mindful. They, they reach out to me and say, hey, what are your plans? Do you want to come over, spend Thanksgiving with, with us and the family and, the, and our friends? Uh, or, hey, what do you have planned for Christmas? You know, it's just in another. It's just another um, demonstration of just how kind people are. You know that you're always taught as a witness that the world's gonna just, you know, Satan's world's gonna eat you up and spit you out when they get a hold of you. And the truth is, is that the organization <laughs> will eat eats you up and spits you out. And then these people are the ones that are there to, you know, lift you up or or kind of help you through the process of of leaving whatever that's <laughs> whatever that is but yeah I, i've experienced that last year same thing just people reaching out to me hey you know christmas or new year's let's do something let's get together mm-hmm. and it, it is yeah it's it's really cool just that um when you start to rebuild kind of your community to put it that way your tribe i hate to use that word it's overused but yeah so it's uh if you're you know, maybe you're new in the process of, of leaving. If so, it's tough. It's it's really fucking tough. We we both been through it. It's They're devastating, but don't be scared. There yeah. is once you get through the hard part, there's a lot of happiness and mm-hmm. joy. And I have found personally, not that you you haven't I haven't run into people who haven't been unkind mm-hmm. or there there's bad people in every but i have to say in general i feel like the most judgmental and mean people were the ones that were at the kingdom hall <laughs> yeah. like seriously yeah um not that you don't run into people who aren't on the outside either mm-hmm. but i found that much more people are are nice and they're really wonderful mm-hmm. yeah once you get through that fear of like 
you know they're worldly right right yeah and i remember even as a witness because because as much as witnesses hate christmas they love the christmas bonus right so i would have these clients that like i'd be like oh i hate christmas but then at the end of the year all these clients would would send me christmas cards with bonuses i think oh yeah i'm like this is great not that again it's not all about money and gifts and everything but um it's just funny to me that I think that that's one of those instances where Jehovah's Witnesses are uh, more than happy to suck the teats of Christmas. Right. And they'll say, well, it's an end-of-year bonus. They have different ways of rationalizing yeah. it. But it's like, come on, you, look, it's it's you're, just, you're shitting on Christmas the whole time, but then when it actually you get something and you can play it off as well they don't know i don't celebrate or it's just a card and you get a gift and your eyes light up <laughs> and you're like now i can put gas in my toyota corolla for pioneering <laughs> it, it's it's like if they could just expand their mind and think okay well what if i just you know what if we just celebrated this and enjoyed it it'd be just that much better you know right. it's just it's funny to me that i they have all these um what was the book the god's love book that had this whole write-up about christmas bonuses <laughs> it's like well just tell them you don't celebrate christmas but you can keep the money <laughs> that's pretty much like the stance on it <laughs> you know just it's crazy it's like well, well uh anyways yeah just what if you could uh not only receive but what if you actually did something for other people at christmas think of that yeah like hmm? pay it forward yeah pay it forward which doesn't happen they say well christmas people are so selfish people are selfish well, i'll take that bonus thank you i'll keep that would you like to donate a dollar to no 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 no. i'm not gonna donate a dollar <laughs> it's mine <laughs> yes no paying it forward well i thought we could um transition a little bit since it is christmas time this is a christmas special have a wonderful <laughs> 1985 awake here printed off the watchtower online let me slide it a little bit sorry folks i need to be there for that yeah, so we had <laughs> an awake of 1985, December 22nd. Oh, that's really uncanny timing on it their is. part. Pages 12 through 14. Don't go and read it. It sucks. The title of the article is in the form of a question. Does Christ approve of Christmas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he does. It's actually Christmas. Yes. His <laughs> name is Christmas. half the title. <laughs> His name is half of the fucking title. So there you go. Done. Argument over. <laughs> no, we're going to look a little bit at what they have to say. Not the whole thing because it's ridiculous. Uh, apparently, they have some insider information. They have a Jesus phone. The governing body picks it up. They dial. 1914 <laughs> and it goes directly to jesus there's 144 000 in line <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you got to wait a whole millennium to get, to get in touch with them <laughs> yes and there's kingdom melodies playing as the whole music there's christ approved. there is a hell <laughs> that's it that's hell there is a hell we just figured out what it is perfect perfect well they bang on a lot here about the nativity scenes. I don't know why they 
just had this absolute hatred for plastic figures in people's lawns but because uh, they're near life size <laughs> as the article mentions yes what is my sister referring to near life size well this is how the article starts out in many parts of the earth nativity scenes are common during the christmas season these often include near life size figures of the babe jesus in a stable what a babe along with mary joseph and shepherds magi and some cattle does christ approve of such christmas displays Hmm. near life size yeah that seems to be the problem it does yeah and the smaller they get the angrier the governing right. body gets at these displays <laughs> i'm not gonna read the first part of this article it's just stupid because there the question is does christ approve of such christmas displays and literally the first half of the article is about the supreme court ruling on whether christmas displays nativity scenes should be displayed in government buildings and then they jump into an opinion section about the AC aclu <laughs> arguing that the the state shouldn't be promoting religion on their property what that has to do with jesus opinion no clue no clue what so ever so let's just skip that whole section because it's pointless and stupid because they told us we were going to find out what jesus thought of all of this so whose birthday is it that's the question whose birthday you ready here's the answer no it is not christ's birthday the day of christ's birth cannot be ascertained from the new testament or indeed from any other source explains the Encyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. How do you get a copy of that, motherfucker? I've do people sell that door to it. door? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the, the added part in the, the encyclopedia. <laughs> exactly. Now. One thing is certain. You ready? Christ was not born on December 25th. Well, how do you know if they don't, it doesn't say in the fucking New Testament when he was born? Here's how they, here's how they know. You ready? At his birth, shepherds were in the fields at night tending their flocks, which they would not have been doing during the cold nights of December. Do you think that's uh, conclusive evidence? I don't think that evidence? makes any sense. Was that in the farmer's almanac? <laughs> <laughs> shepherds only tend to the flock during the warm nights yeah Mornings? I guess, I, their whole argument is that the, the shepherds supposedly <laughs> keep the flocks indoors at night and they do not tend them at night time wait and, they might have more explaining to do if the shepherds were keeping the flocks in the house <laughs> yeah uh i guess <laughs> is this the answer jesus gave them he's like oh by the way <laughs> you might want to know this wink wink <laughs> no sheep out at night time december 25th there you go well, December twenty fifth, I think is as good a guess as any, right? I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna base this whole thing on on uh, what Luke two six or eight says about sheep being out, and uh, are there no livestock out in fields at nighttime? I thought that's what they did. <laughs> Apparently, in a, Israel in the first century, they the sheep were just and the shepherds were always tucked in indoors at night in the month of december so that there, there's good evidence okay so it goes on to mention that it was a uh, of course they're going to go into the pagan uh background of christmas i i personally don't need to deny that uh, why is there why is there an evergreen tree pagans why is the month called december pagans we can we can just go right down 
Pagans are responsible for everything. They're responsible for every everything. Fun is pagan. <laughs> everything is everything. pagan, and they mention that just they single out this Christmas celebration as pagan, and they're talking about it being a, a mithraism. Uh, is that pronounced right? Mithraism, Mithraic influence. They're talking about. Which is very interesting, Mithraism. I think, was that one of the mystery religions in ancient Rome? I don't know. But the whole point was there were plenty of pagan celebrations and religions around everything, that uh, every part of Jesus' life. Not only uh, the, the idea of a virgin birth that predated Jesus, what else was predated Jesus was a uh, dying and rising God, all those things predated Jesus. <laughs> so if you're going to toss his resurrection, his resurrection, if you're going to toss his birth out, you have to toss the whole thing out. And again, if you are Christian and you're watching this and you're like, well, hold on, buddy, it's okay. Let's stay calm. I don't have any problem. You can, if you want to, you can square the circle. I don't, I don't mind that. I'm just saying that the Watchtower's logic falls apart. If you take this to its this conclusion, you have to just throw out every piece of the Jesus puzzle because there's everything in a way is, is stories, everything repeats itself. So there's plenty of room for <laughs> other people that have already told the story. You'd also have to throw out the whole Noah's flood narrative because there were already stories about a flood. <laughs> <laughs> like the epic of Gilgamesh that predated the biblical narrative of the flood. So there's just if you if you take this logic to its conclusion, you you essentially have to toss out the whole Bible. And there's one other thing I want to mention here is that uh, the because there's a whole idea around the solstice, right? Like the the idea of well, I don't even, I should do more research on the solstice, but which was I, the twenty first, I think. Twenty first. So when we start yeah. adding, right? Yeah, days. yeah. The winter do, solstice. The the days obviously become shorter, and then they become longer. Is that only in the northern hemisphere? I don't know. I'll research it. Just stay calm, everyone. But if you actually go in the Bible and you read about the Israelites, they all had these festivals mm -hmm. that were already established by pagans that were harvest festivals, spring festivals, all of that stuff. <laughs> so again, if you're just taking this argumentation to its conclusion, you essentially have to toss out all of that as well. The Israelites were in sync with the... Um, Bye bye bye. In sync with the <laughs> the um, harvest, with the seasons, the the changing of the seasons, but that and there were festivals around that. But all that again was predated by the fact that pagans, you know, quote unquote pagans, did that before the Israelites even showed up on the scene. Uh, if you're using Watchtower chronology, mm -hmm. that is. Okay. Well, that was... Uh, push my nerd glasses up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's kind of their big argument. Now, as... <laughs> this is... The, we're getting into the good stuff now, so let's jump in this. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here is a good argument against Christmas. <clears throat> 
No wonder the book Christmas Customs Around the World reports. Have you read that one? No. Me neither. I, no. Sounds boring. Wasn't the, in book club. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't in the, the library of the Kingdom Hall. Oprah the, Winfrey recommended reading. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah's book club. Here we go. Here's what it reports. Uh, it doesn't give us a page or who's saying it or why they're saying it. It just tells us what they're going to report. The Puritans showed their disdain for this pagan festival by planning hard work for the day and passing a law forbidding the celebration of Christmas. I think they add the exclamation point there. <laughs> and then it, it follows that up with, but the Puritans were too rigid. Some may object. <laughs> you think? No fun for you. Day of hard work. So, again, this is part of their argument against Christmas. <laughs> Which makes no sense. It says, does Christ approve of this? And now they're giving us an argument about how the Puritans just planned work for the children. <laughs> well, kids, tomorrow's Christmas. I was thinking we might go out in the field and pull stones out of her 14 hours. <laughs> but father, <laughs> shut up. Look at that near life-size baby. <laughs> Why can't we celebrate that instead? <laughs> the Puritans. The Puritans were such fun people. Uh. I, I like how they're putting the Puritans on a pedestal here, as if that that. <laughs> they feel like they kind of fell apart. You don't really hear about them anymore. No, no, it's, no, it's amazing. No modern day Puritans Worked besides to death. <laughs> besides the Jehovah's Witnesses, exactly. I guess they should exchange gifts. <laughs> yeah, some the Puritans. <laughs> okay, now. Oh, yeah, okay, so the Puritans were too rigid, some may object, and so were early Christians. Now Christmas honors Christ. Does it really? Christ always stood for truth, but Christmas fosters untruths. Oh, boy. Christ always stood for truth. Well, here's a question for um, Jehovah's Witnesses. If your leader, Jesus, always stands for truth, why have you taught so many things that are untrue? I think that'd be a valid question. Correct. <laughs> You've done a lot more damage than Christmas when it comes to fostering untruth, misrepresenting everything Jesus taught and stood for. Not that I am a Christian, but if I was, I would uh, point that out <laughs> even more vigorously. Okay, it is Christ's birthday. Even school teachers and clergymen say, but it is not. Santa Claus will bring you presents if you are good. But that is not true. <laughs> so those are some of the lies around Christmas. I'm trying to think of some good watchtower lies that we could just plug in here in place of these lies. The end is coming in 1975. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Jesus came back invisibly in 1914. No, he didn't. <laughs> All of his illustrations are... Actually, anti-types. They have a larger fulfillment. Oh, no, they don't. <laughs> well, I guess they've lied about Jesus quite a bit, too, haven't they? All right. Ready? Consider, to the nativity scene. So we're back to the near life-size. <laughs> the near life-size life nativity scenes again. Okay. So they're going to... They have more insider information for us. Many of these show the Magi, or astrologers, with Jesus when he was born. Yet the Bible says that by the time the astrologers arrived, Jesus was no longer a baby, but was a child living in a house. 
Weren't they there with the cattle? Wasn't that their names? The Magi and... <laughs> I don't know. It's... it's They... The, the problem is there's... Um, you know, there's... They start out in Luke, and then they flip to Matthew. I'm not going to read these scriptures just because I don't feel like it, but I know that, you know, I would be curious to know if the Jehovah's Witness New World Translation has translated house. I wonder if other translations say house, too. I'd be, I'd be curious to know if, because they're not opposed to changing words when need be. <laughs> um uh, that I haven't confirmed. Well, I'll just toss it out there as a possible idea. So the, hmm, my question there is, if Jesus was no longer a baby, these so it's essentially they're saying these astrologers show up years later. What does that have to do with anything? Well, did did Joseph and Mary actually live in the stable? Or did they have a house too? Right, maybe a condo, <laughs> timeshare. Were they like they didn't have a house and a stable, and the, you know she was out there she's like, oh my god, I'm having a baby, and that's why he was born in this, I don't know, born in a barn. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I just uh, I don't understand the reasoning here. Could could it be that they moved the baby into the house after he was born? Not sure. Okay. Well, how long did it take the astrologers to get there? Where were they coming from? I think it was like from the Far East or something, I said, right? Well, how they know the that the shepherds weren't <laughs> were, were out in the fields at night? Just another proof that it was not in the wintertime. There is a lot of discrepancies here. There is, yes. I would, uh, this might be a, 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 I wonder if, I'm sure, Bart Ehrman, uh, the, um, what would, we, what would we refer to him as? Uh, biblical scholar, I suppose, but more of a kind of a critic these days. He has a lot of writing about the Gospels and all of these ideas. I have to go back and revisit that. It's been a while, but um, he must have some stuff written about some discrepancies around Jesus' birth as well. But that's besides the point. Here's uh, this is all right. We're going to get down to the root of this now. Because the article even points us out even more serious. Even more serious. So more serious than all of this untruth they've just pointed out. <laughs> even more serious, however, is the false impression given by Christmas that Christ is simply a helpless baby. <laughs> so here we go. Buckle up for this one. This is good. A little girl, a little girl, age unknown. <laughs> But not born on December 25th because she was apparently outside. <laughs> a little girl viewing a nativity scene was heard <laughs> to ask her mother, Did Jesus ever grow up? <laughs> Why did she ask? <laughs> well, she responded, He hasn't grown at all since I saw him last year. <laughs> so ridiculous. I wonder why he hasn't grown. Because he's plastic. He's fucking plastic. That's why he hadn't grown. It's a symbol. Who's raising this child? Exactly. Oh, my God. I think this could, literally one sentence could help this Does she have any dolls at home? Because I'm sure if they're growing, she's got issues. Mother, my Barbie isn't growing. Why isn't my baby alive growing? It's the same size as last year. Exactly. 
Well, it's all because it's all lies, honey. <laughs> well, moving along. <laughs> the impression left at Christmas is just that. That Christ is a helpless babe. Not the ruling king that he is. One who will soon rid the earth of all unrighteousness. I love how they point out, like, wouldn't it be better to think of Jesus as a warrior who's going to destroy all the people who aren't Jehovah's Witnesses? Isn't that more comforting? <laughs> He's not just a baby. <laughs> It'd be weird to have a grown man with a beard and long hair and a diaper and a manger. <laughs> uh, I didn't know they made pull-ups that big. <laughs> Jesus ages every year. <laughs> In the manger scene. Oh, my The gosh. nativity. <laughs> so, I don't know why they're like this whole nativity scene thing they're really stuck on this when you consider what goes on at Christmas <laughs> really how could Christ approve again they're going to speak for Jesus uh, by quoting Time Magazine <laughs> this is how Jesus feels about it alcoholics and their families have an especially rough time of it because the Christmas spirit so often comes in bottles boy howdy does it ever I'm going to drink some Christmas spirit hold on a second I think Jesus would approve. Wasn't he the water to wine guy? He made so much fucking wine they right. couldn't drink it all. Exactly. So he was handing out some Christmas spirit. He was. Drink up. <laughs> Bottoms <laughs> up, everyone. This pairs nicely with your fish and bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I think if Jesus was at a Christmas party and they ran out of booze, he'd be the guy to have there. Right. Yep. <laughs> Oh, here's another. Uh, so Time reported that, but they also said this. And the lipstick worn home from the office party disturbs untold millions more. <laughs> I don't... Worn by it. whom? <laughs> right. Oh, I get it. It's the guys. The, there's married men going to Wearing their office lipstick. party. And then they <laughs> <laughs> have lipstick all over their neck when they come home. Yes. Mm, yes, Christmas has not changed from its licentiousness of earlier licentiousness. Mm. Ooh, like that word, licentiousness of earlier <laughs> days. So yeah, there you go. You celebrate Christmas. Next okay. thing you know, you're banging your secretary. You got lipstick all over your neck. <laughs> lipstick it's all weird. over your neck. It's the it's what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's the only thing at the office party. It's the only thing at the office party. And we know that never happens in Jehovah's Witness land. Right. No. No. Nope. People never cheat. That's because they don't houses. wear lipstick. You're supposed to be modest. <laughs> Just a little Just bit. Just chapstick on your neck. <laughs> chapstick. Why does your neck smell like bubble gum, hon? <laughs> All right. So, here we go. The book... Uh, where do they find these fucking books? Curiosities of Popular Customs. by Will Oh, they actually give an author name. Wow, that's rare. William S. Walsh observes... In spite of the condemnation of the wise and the sane, oh God, when was this fucking book written? Christmas in the early days frequently reproduced all the worst orgies. Worse orgies? <laughs> <laughs> the debaucheries and indecencies. Oh, I'm not going to try to pronounce this. Of the, uh, I'm just going to use the second one, Saturnalia. The Wild Rebels, there's a dot, dot, dot there, so it doesn't, I don't know what that was in there that they had to cut out. I haven't really heard of any Christmas orgies, though. (laughs) The Wild Rebels, indeed, at the Christmas period in olden times almost stagger 
belief. Well, everything the Romans did almost staggers belief. You know what they did for entertainment? They threw people in an arena with lions, and hey. they had people stab each other to death. So no surprise there that they had. But yeah, worse orgies. I want to know which celebration produces the best orgies. <laughs> I, I I would take a, a bad orgy right now, and I can't get one of those for Christmas. <laughs> so I guess the yeah whole new meaning to you know somebody getting two lumps of coal in her stocking. I guess. <laughs> okay. Anyways, moving along. This has become inappropriate. All right. Um. Let's see. Okay. Uh, we have an opinion piece here written in the Sunday Express newspaper of South Africa. <laughs> it's that time of year again. The article began. When the festive spirit comes to the fore and religious people say, let's put Christ back into Christmas. Christ is already written into Christmas. It's right there. Since Christ was not there in the beginning, it would be far more appropriate to remove any reference to him altogether and call Christmas by some other name. Why besmirch Christ's name with all the associations of commercialism, excessive eating, drinking, and revelry? There you go. Is that kind of the Xmas type type reasoning? Just let's just look. Let's just cut Jesus out of it. I I don't I don't know that uh, that matters that much. You know, thinking about it. Uh, why does it matter if you put, have Christ in Christmas or out of Christmas? I don't really care, frankly. I don't care what color your Starbucks cup is. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, you know, if you if you want to have Jesus in it, you want to make him a part of the celebration, do it. I don't care. If you feel like you're offended by the fact that Jesus' name is in it, well, just rename it for yourself. Have a festivist for the rest of us, you know? Right. Who cares? Airing uh, of grievances. I don't know why people feel the need to write into newspapers about this stuff. Just, you have your house, you have your family. Chill out, right? Just, if you don't like the idea of it being Christmas, then, I don't know, have an end-of-year party. Join the Jehovah's Witnesses, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Exactly. What will you do? Here's, oh, surely Christ does not approve of Christmas. <laughs> it dishonors him and his teachings. So what will you do at at this season of the year. And you ready for the scripture they quote? <clears throat> the above quoted South African newspaper suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Who spends all the time looking for in every newspaper in every country? Yeah. Let's rather be honest and turn Christmas back into the pagan feast that it was in the beginning and relax and enjoy ourselves and partying and jollifications. Ooh. Is jollification a word? <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> I have yet to experience the jollification, but I can't wait for that when that day it sounds comes. Sounds dirty. With all the trappings of Yule logs, so we're back to the orgies <laughs> and wild feasting without pretending that we're celebrating Christ's birth. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. So Jesus doesn't approve of paganism and all these pagan celebrations and eating and drinking and having fun. Boy. Um, this is what the columnist said that they quoted earlier Bill Hall still not quoting Jesus about Christmas any genuine Christian assuming there actually are a few of them left oh my this guy make a good, Christ, uh, good Jehovah's Witness 
would shun any association with the worldly modern celebration known as Christmas. Jehovah's Witnesses everywhere do that very thing, and they also shun their family. Yay! They take no part in the celebration of Christmas because they are truly trying to win the favor of their heavenly King Jesus Christ. Oh, are they? And they seek to live in accord with his teachings. Well, I think Jesus would be pissed he didn't get a birthday party from the J-Dubs. I think he would be. I uh, let's just toss this. this is, right. <laughs> the the <laughs> I, just this whole. My point is always this: is that if, all right, so God has this book that's you know like thousand fourteen thousand four hundred pages, fourteen hundred pages more or less, fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred. Couldn't he just put in there like, oh by the way, <laughs> I don't want this, or you know, how about we do this or not do this? I don't know. Rather than have you know. And Seth begat, you know, Enoch, and Enoch begat Enosh, and Enosh begat. And it's like, well, couldn't we just cut that out, put that in a separate book? And then <laughs> Jehovah just says, this is my son, and this is how I want his life to be celebrated. There. And he wasn't born on December 25th, just in case you were thinking he was. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Again, if you're religious, got no beef with you. Just saying. That's my question about it. Anywho, sis, that is the more or less Jehovah's Witnesses' thoughts on Christmas. Is it has pagan origins, true. Uh, but they also, if you look up other articles, would knock their own legs out from underneath their argument by saying that if people aren't celebrating it for their, those reasons, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like they say that the all that matters is the modern interpretation of the holiday not the ancient one that's but so they're just contradicting themselves constantly well sis thanks for joining me for this yeah. thanks Christmas for inviting me back brother special <laughs> episode <laughs> my pleasure nice to have you here and uh well for those of you who are uh interested in being my followers Check out the podcast at Armageddon Podcast on Instagram. Email me. Yes, you can email me. Unbelievable, right? Armageddon Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to those who have emailed me. Uh, quite a few countries. I got an email from quite a few countries, actually. Um, I think I have one listener in, <laughs> in each country now. <laughs> so I'm pretty proud of that. So thanks for the emails. Merry Christmas to all of you. If you don't celebrate Merry Christmas, Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas too fucking bad. And you should. <laughs> you should. Just You're back in the matrix. You gotta find your own way out. Cause I won't waste another day. Live in someone else's way. I wanna be happy. I wanna be free. Well, fuck what they say. I'm doing me. I won't waste another day.